Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is, and you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Christmas programs. We are back for another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So Derek, ah, it was Spider-Man weekend this last weekend. And uh, oh man, I wish we could have a spoiler cast right now. But I know a lot of you haven't seen it. Don't want us to spoil it. But all I will say is one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Hands down. Yeah, when it comes to movies of this magnitude, I think two weeks from release date is the the proper time to start yeah. giving spoilers. I'll just say this, and I've been saying for this for the last couple of weeks, I was just ready for this movie to come out. Yeah, And it it's not only my favorite Spider-Man movie, it's also my favorite MCU movie and my favorite opening day movie going experience i've ever had it was it was so great to see the theater it was the the showing i was in was full like there was not an empty seat in the entire room even when i went again on friday it was probably like seven eighths full so it was it was just really cool to see and the movie made some insane money over the weekend it made half a billion two, yeah half a billion worldwide and i think 260 in the u.s and honestly i think it's going to be number one again i know that oh, yeah. the new matrix is coming out the king's man is coming out but i feel bad all for the, them because <laughs> right <laughs> spider-man is going to stomp them as much as i want to see the matrix like I, if i had a ch- choice between uh go see the matrix or spider-man again i might have to go see spider-man again yeah, and I, I'm going to be seeing The Matrix tomorrow and uh, give my thoughts on that and do like a full spoiler cast on No Way Home uh, on the premiere episode of my new show. But uh, I will be going to Orlando in a couple of weeks, and we've already said we're going to go to the AMC outside yeah. of Disney Springs to see it again because that theater cool. is amazing. You know, I, I the, the only thing I can say about No Way Home is it's the only movie I've ever been to where – I went in with way too high expectations and it actually exceeded them. Same. I tried to keep them somewhat tempered, but I just couldn't (laughs) with all the commercials, with the trailer, everything we knew going into this movie, it was just, it was a very special 
movie that I think we're going to be talking about for a long time. Absolutely. It's they have a high bar, they they've set a new high bar for comic book movies. I don't know if they'll ever top it, but they've got some good ones in the works. Like I'm actually really excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. The trailer for that just dropped. Uh, if you have seen No Way Home, it was one of the post-credit scenes. And I don't think that's really a spoiler because the trailer's already out there. Yeah. But um, it, it's practically the same thing. Um, just they had the chance to do some really cool stuff with that movie, but <sighs> No Way Home was just, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really hard to not say anything about it because if I do, <laughs> it's going to spoil it. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, there's not much you can actually talk about without spoiling it because it's just, it's a huge spoiler fest, like the entire movie. Yeah. But it was, it was more than a movie to me. Like this was an event. This was on Avengers Endgame level and Infinity War level of just all the insane hype that came around it and it actually lived up to it. So, yeah. It's oh, and it also was my favorite movie of 2021. I think me too. Yeah, I think if you're even if you're just a passing comic book movie fan, you're gonna you're gonna love this movie. Like it's it's one of the best. Absolutely. But uh, anything you want to bring up about your week or? Yeah, I uh, I officially have a new job. Yeah, what's that about? What happened? So. When I left the Wahoos, I had initially started a work from home job and it, I learned kind of quickly that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And without really going into detail, I realized that pretty quickly. So I left that, been looking for other stuff and kind of stumbled upon the job that I have now uh, by accident. You know, the, basically what it is, is um, for the Catholic diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, which basically runs all the Catholic churches between Pensacola and Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. uh, my job is communication specialist, so it's a lot of what I did with the Blue Wahoos, but the hours are much more manageable and the pay is considerably better. So awesome. <laughs> um, did, did an interview, had a really good feeling about it, uh, started this past week, but I'll be pretty much going full bore into my job uh, when I start back in January when I get back from Orlando, but got a good feeling about it. You know, when I had my first interview, it seemed like it would be a really good fit. So that's cool. Congratulations. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. No, it's, uh, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment, but I think it'll be good. Yeah. I haven't really done much this week except work. My, uh, my vacation officially starts Friday. So I'm just trying to get through this week and it's, it's going by so slow. It will not hurry up for nothing. You get your usual week off for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I'll be off next week. So we're going to do our, um, looks like uh, Christmas Vacation won the Patreon poll for this month. So we're going to record that on Monday evening. Uh, we were going to do it um, this weekend, but uh, Mr. Wallace Phelps has prior obligations. So we had to push it to, uh, to Monday. I also have to find a... Uh, a pop culture palette to release on the the Patreon too, so I gotta pick an episode, and uh, that'll be coming out this weekend. So you'll be getting that as a Christmas present <laughs> this weekend if you're a Patreon supporter of the show. And um, also, I wanted to tell everybody uh, for our show next week, um, we're not doing a, a normal episode next week. We're gonna do our best of 2021 show, 
And we're going to be doing our best games we played this year list. And um, doesn't he? And if you want to send us your lists, um, we actually got a, a bunch in already because we we posted it on our um, Discord community page, and um, everybody started uh, emailing them to us at nerdcaveretro at gmail We're going to read them on the show next week. And uh, if you'd like to send us your list of the best games you played this year, just remember it doesn't have to be released this year; just something you played this year. Uh, for the first time, so send us those lists, and we'll we'll read them on the show next week. That's going to be tough to do, because yeah. you know when you get to the end of the year, a lot of people like to do their end of year list, and it can be tough to go back and remember, like, oh, that I did play that this year, or that was released. Because I I was thinking of my favorite movies of the year, and I was going back and looking at what came out, and I just I was like, I could have swore that came out in like 2019. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, at least lucky for us too, we can go back and just look at the uh, at what we reviewed for this year and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that yeah. one. So yeah. it's pretty easy for for yeah. us. <laughs> at least yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. There's a couple of games that I've played this year that'll probably be on my list, but uh, with caveats. So we'll get to that next week. So if you'd like to send us your lists, again, that's nerdgaveretro at gmail.com. Send us your lists and we will read them on the show next week. No, it'll be fun. And uh, also, before I forget, uh, the first week of January, uh, Derek uh, has some prior engagements. So we're going to take the first week of January off to kind of recharge, um, take a little bit of a holiday, and then we'll be back second week, second uh, Wednesday of uh, January. Yep, we'll hit the ground running for 2022. And crazy thing is, when we get back, it'll only be a few weeks until Pensacon. I know. It's coming up too fast. Yeah. I got to get my yeah. hotel. <laughs> yeah, we we'll have to figure out some logistics for yeah. Pensacon, but we we got a little time for that. So. Yeah, hopefully if Omicron doesn't destroy everything, I would be so upset cuz <laughs> man, the guest list for Pensacon this year is Dude, so good. It's insane. If you're interested in going to Pensacon, just go look at the pensacon.com uh website and look at the guest list for this year. It's ridiculous. They just announced Richard Dreyfus. I know. Like, uh, how? <laughs> how did that? I don't understand. I don't know, but I. it was really cool to see it, though. We're going to need a bigger boat. They're going to need a bigger convention shit, center. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ain't, that's the truth, if I've ever heard it. Um, yep. we, we got some news to get to tonight. Were you ready to get to the news? Let's do it. Today's stories were submitted to us by Armez Jackson to our nerdcaveretro gmail.com email account. If you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to that there email account for the show. Um, first up, we have from NintendoEverything.com, Banjo-Kazooie coming to, nin- to Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion packs pass next month. If I can read, that would be great. Uh, according to a translation by Gematsu, the next game slated for the Nintendo Switch Online Plus uh, Nintendo 64 library is the classic 3D platformer Banjo-Kazooie, and it's scheduled to arrive on the platform sometime during January 2022. Um, first became, the online library first became available in October. 
Um, and uh, yeah, here's a list of all the games. Everybody knows what's already on there. So what do you think of uh, Banjo-Kazooie? Is that enough to get you to subscribe to Nintendo I, Plus? <laughs> I feel like Nintendo listened to our last episode and they're trying to get me trying to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> because they announced Paper Mario, which I really like. Banjo-Kazooie, I've mentioned numerous times, is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm still not going to get the expansion <laughs> pass, though. If yeah. they fix it and provide more consistent service, then I'll consider it. Same. I, I, I'm going to tell you the same thing, Nintendo. If you give me a better online experience, I'm there. I'm willing to give you my money. But until then, my money stays in my pocket. Well, I know we sound like broken records at this point, but it's not a real difficult solution. You just fix it. Like you have people in your organization that are capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. Fix it, provide a consistent stream of releases, and I'll get it. Yeah. It's that it's that easy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree. In in theory, like I, I would love to play Banjo Kazooie on the Switch, but I have it on my Xbox 360. I have a physical copy for the N64. So if I want to play it. I have multiple means to do so. Which arguably they're probably better experiences because it's probably not been optimized for the Nintendo Switch like all the other games have not been. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. But our next story also comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. Sega Genesis Switch Online adds five new games for December 2021. Uh, players can access Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite Heady, uh, or Hetty, however you uh, prefer to pronounce it, and Sword of Vermilion and Thunder Force 2. Note that an active expansion pack subscription is needed. These games are not offered in the base Switch online membership. You don't say. <laughs> I mean, still, like, Toe Jam and Earl is a fun game. You know, I reviewed it a while back on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but still it's like okay it's not, it's not enough <laughs> it's not enough no. nintendo no they they keep they keep trying to sell it but i mean i appreciate the effort don't get me wrong they are doing well, yeah, better yeah. but i know what's gonna i know what's coming they're gonna throw all this stuff out at first so that you're like okay i'll go ahead and get it and then it's gonna dry up and they're not gonna put anything else out when was the last time that they updated the NES and SNES portion? It's been since summer, It's been a while. Early summer, probably. That sounds right. Because if I remember right, one of those games was reviewed on an episode that I wasn't on. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I did uh, Prehistoric Man. That's it. And uh, it, it had already been out for about a month or two at that point. Okay. So I'd say mm. roughly May probably since the last update for NES and Super Nintendo. See, that's that's inexcusable. Yeah, it's very inexcusable. And then Nintendo's been uh, online saying that if you get a Switch for Christmas, then you need to update it before Christmas Day because their servers aren't going to be able to handle the amount of people that are logging in because of the amount of switches that are being sold for Christmas. I'm like, that is like, I, I appreciate it, but unacceptable. <laughs> yep. 
If you yeah, had a good right. store to begin with, it's already hard to log into that damn store when nobody's on because it's a and, mess. And the thing is, they had a successful virtual console on the Wii. Like that, inter- that, that layout and the ease of purchasing games was great. Yeah. What what happened? <laughs> this, this welcome to Nintendo bitchcast. <laughs> exactly. We, we just yell at Nintendo for an hour. See, like we're we're not always pro Nintendo. <laughs> like the, I know this this show has been accused of being called Nintendo Cave Retro, but I just think it's funny that we're, we have like all these stories this week of Nintendo releasing stuff for the Switch Online, and we're just like, no, do better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man and for the uh next story comes from collider.com this is cool i did not know this was happening the omega 500 minis release date announced alongside library of 25 retro games the a500 mini a new compact version of the omega 500 home computer will be released on march 25th 2022 it's expected to bring along a total of 25 classic Amiga games and its expandable library. Uh, the Little Retro Mini will have the ability to emulate A500, A600, and A1200, and players will be able to save and resume the progress of any game at any time. A huge feature included is that users will be able to add their own games to the library via, via USB stick through WHD load, so each person can have a library of retro classics tailored to their own personal gaming tastes. Um, it will come with the original two-button mouse, but this time it will be included with a newly engineered eight-button precision gamepad. Other features included are 720p display, uh, 50 hertz for European buyers, and 60 hertz for U.S. buyers, HDMI cable, USB-C power cable, a virtual keyboard, and scaling and CRT filter options to get the best quality possible while st- still keeping the nostalgic retro experience. Uh, and the 25 preloaded Amiga retro games list here, uh, just to name a few, you got Alien Breed 3D, Alien Breed Special Edition 92, uh, Battle Chess, Cadaver, California Games, Dragon's Breath, uh, Pinball Dreams, uh, Simon the Sorcerer, Supercars 2, The Chaos Engine, Titus the Fox, Worms the Director's Cut, and Zool, Ninja of the Nth Dimension. Um, this, I think I'm going to have to get this. I'm so down for this. Yeah, this sounds really cool. And plus, you get to add your own games. I know. Like, hello, Nintendo. Hello, Sega. If you gave us a, a port to be able to put our own games very easily. I mean, you can, you know, you can jailbreak you can your, mo- yeah you can mod them, <laughs> I was about but to say you could have made it a lot easier for us to just put stuff on there this should just be called the anti-nintendo episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't even include mario kart double dash in the title just call it yeah we hate nintendo but this is so cool because i always wanted an omega and because it was so so ridiculously far ahead of its time when this thing came out that i i just i I'm blown away by this. I had no idea this was coming, and I want one. Like this is, this is a definite purchase next year for me. I wonder how much it's going to be. Rampage in the chat room. Rampage. Rampage. 
Uh, I mean, it's got to say how much it's going to be, but I imagine it's probably going to be around the $100 range. Yeah, which I think would be worth it, especially because, as we said, you can add your own games to it. Yeah, well, not only that, but they actually give you, uh, you know, your your HDMI cable and the USB-C power cable. Like, the... Um, the other ones don't even do that, <laughs> you know, which makes no damn sense. But yeah, I want this. I want this now. Yeah, I, I do too. And I mean, we only have a couple of more months comes out the end of March. This would have been a Christmas present to myself. if This was out now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and this will give us a whole new slew of games to review. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I'm looking forward to playing this because I, I never played the Amiga. You know, I mean, it was before my time, but I, mm-hmm. I still would like to try it. Yeah, it's a whole new element of gaming that I haven't experienced yet. So, yeah, I'd love it. For our last news story from our favorite website, NintendoLife.com, Commodore 64 games are being teased for Nintendo Switch. The gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> but you, you know have... what? This is the one that actually made me go, okay, Nintendo, now we're talking. Yeah. So if you have fond memories of the Commodore 64 generation, oh boy, have we got some news for you. The retro-focused indie developer and publisher Thalamus Digital is teasing C64 games for Nintendo Switch's hardware. According to a vague tweet, the team has apparently listened and more will be revealed at some point in 2022. There's not much else to it, so we guess you can start filling your classic game request down in the comments below. And yeah, there's a link to the original Twitter post that just says, you asked for C64 games on the Nintendo Switch. We listened. Stay tuned to hashtag 2022. I mean, that, if they add that to the expansion pack, that'll probably get some subscriptions. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if this is going to be a part of the Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, this may just be a uh, individual games for purchase, which I'm gotcha. I'm okay with that. Still, but yeah. but if this is part of the Nintendo Switch Plus expansion, they might get my thirty thirty extra dollars a year for it. If they're smart, they would add it to the expansion because that would entice more people to buy it. Yeah, especially since there are a lot of people out there that had Commodore 64s. I had one when I was a kid. I liked gaming on it when I was a kid. I liked programming my own games on it when I was a kid. It was a fun machine, and there are a lot of games that I never got to play for it that I, if if they come out on the Nintendo Switch, I'm very apt to buy them either outright or, if it come, like I said, if it comes out for the Nintendo Switch Plus expansion... I'm there because I want to play those games. Yeah, and like I said with the Amiga, I never really played the Commodore 64. So new new element for me. So mm-hmm. I'd be all for it. Absolutely. Um, now it is time for This Month in Video Game History. In December of 1980, Nintendo releases Radar Scope, featuring a pseudo 3D third-person perspective. Later, 2,000 out of the 3,000 manufactured machines are converted to Donkey Kong. Did you ever get to play Radar Scope? 
back in the day. I don't think I've ever even seen a real radar scope machine. I did not actually. The the screenshot on the Wikipedia page, like it just screams classic arcade. Yeah. The the cover the arcade flyer is is kind of interesting. I, and I'll be honest, I don't really know. I know very little about radar scope. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I know it's uh, it's basically like a uh, Galaga clone. Um, but and it, like I said, it it didn't really do that well. So that's why they converted them all to Donkey Kong machines. And uh, that was a uh, thing. What Howard Phillips' first job at Nintendo was converting all those uh, radar scope machines to Donkey Kong. Oh wow. Yeah, I definitely get like Galaga and Space Invaders vibe from this screenshot. I wonder how much a, uh, an original radar scope uh, uh, cabinet goes for these days. Oh, there's no telling. It's got to be worth a lot, though. Or at I'm least you sure. On December 7th of 1984, Night Lore by Ultimate Play the Game is released for the ZX Spectrum. It is the third title in the Saberman series, but the first to use the isometric filmation engine. Ultimate play the game eventually involved into a little-known British gaming developer called Rare. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Saberman is actually a, a long-standing character uh, with Rare. You know, I I remember being introduced to that character in Banjo-Tooie because you have to rescue him from one of the last levels of the game. And that introduced him to you know, a whole new generation of gamers. And there was actually uh, a Saber Wolf game that was released for, I believe, the Game Boy Advance uh, not too long after that. I've personally never played any of the Saberman games. I would eventually like to. But I thought this was a, a cool little nugget. Yeah, I like the uh, the art style for the game too. Like the way it looks, it's got kind of got that uh, almost that like that Mario, uh, Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what perspective would you call that? It's not three quarter view. It's like it's like a top down three D ish yeah kind of view. I have no idea what you would call it, but yeah, the the screen cap gives me huge Mario RPG vibes. Definitely. You can definitely tell that DNA is there. Oh, yeah. I'll have to play some of the Saberman games at some point. You should. I would actually like to go back. That's why I'm excited about the the Amiga Mini and uh, Commodore 64 games coming out for the Switch because that, get, that opens up a whole new uh, area of games for us to review that either I haven't played you know, since I had a Commodore 64 and, a, you know, all those Amiga games that I never got to play. So I am, oh, I'm so excited for next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. December 22nd of 1989, Konami releases Castlevania III Dracula's Curse, third and final game for the series uh, for the SNES. Uh, I reviewed this game a while back, and uh, while it's still... Up there is one of those games that I love. It still falls just a little bit under the original Castlevania for me as far as the NES games because there's a lot of stair climbing in that game. Too many stairs. Way too many stairs in that game. 
I remember you mentioning that. I it's, do like the you know the whole branching paths and all that kind of stuff. Like it was starting to get the DNA of the the Metroidvania type of stuff they would go to later. It's interesting to me that you know, this game was released in Japan and in Europe in December. Mm. So what what better way to celebrate the holiday season than playing yeah. Castlevania? Nothing says happy holidays <laughs> like you know murdering Dracula. Uh, right. And it introduced, you know, different, being able to do multiple characters too, like Alucard, you know, like that dude is, is one of the greatest characters ever made for, you know, the horror video game genre. I wish they would do a new Castlevania game just with Alucard because I love that character. I think that'd actually be really cool. I would love that. I wish they would get, do another Castlevania spinoff series just with Alucard. Get on it, Nintendo. Yeah, come on, Nintendo. Netflix, get on it too. Like, exactly. Make, make me a new anime. Yes. Uh, December 12th of 1991, Sega releases the Mega CD in Japan, which is also known as the Sega CD in the United States. One of Sega's ill-fated <laughs> attachments to the Genesis that, you know, it had one good game, Sonic CD, which is very highly regarded in the Sonic community and Sonic fandom. Oh, come fandom. on, man. You didn't, you didn't like Sewer Shark? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> we should review Sewer Shark if we can find a... a, a if the, if, can you emulate Sewer Shark? Or is there another I, version you can get? I don't know, but that, that should absolutely be a dual review. <laughs> I would that, love that. That sounds fun. I would actually yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. I still yeah. remember playing that. Um, I was in 12th grade, and my buddy Danny had a... He was the only person I knew that had a Sega Genesis, and he had the Sega CD, and we played Sewer Shark all weekend, uh, that weekend that he got it. And I remember liking it, but man, looking back on it now, that game is rough. I'm going to look up some, some uh, info on it. Oh, yeah, Night Trap. I mean, I already did that one for the Switch, but yeah, that was originally a Sega CD game. What the hell is this game? What? Sewer Shark. You've never played Sewer Shark? Oh, I have not. I've never heard of it until just now. Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to watch some gameplay of this. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's exactly what it says. It, 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 you're, a, you, you're, you're a pilot. And you're uh, in the sewers killing things, but you're like in this sewer shark plane thing. <laughs> it's well, hard I to explain. I see a, a like a graphic of a pilot. Yeah, like he's he's talking to you through a mouthpiece. It makes me think of Randy Quaid's character from Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of uh, the full motion video, but so pixelated. You could, it's like it's so bad, but. I had so much fun at the time. Does he yell, hello, boys, I'm back. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> hey, you makes me want to watch that movie. Oh, uh, it's such a fun block, summer blockbuster movie. I you love know, Independence uh, Day. You know what I watched not, not too long ago that still holds up, that's still great, is Mars Attacks. I haven't watched Mars Attacks in a long time. It's on Netflix. That movie's so good. It reminds me of working at the movie theater when I was a kid back in the 90s, because when I first started working at the movie theater, that movie just came out. 
I'm trying to remember the last time I watched it. Like, I honestly can't remember. I'm going to say it was, it's probably been well over 20 years since I've seen it last. I'll have to rectify that next week. I got a lot of movies to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, coming up on the end here, we got December 4th of 1992. Mega Man 5 is released in Japan. And on December 15th is released in the U.S. Crazy that you know, it was released in the U.S. just a short time after you know, it's Japan released. Normally you have to wait yeah. a, a year, maybe a little less than that. Yeah, you, they always had weird release dates back then. It was always so weird how everything would be released in Japan and then not come out in America till like a year or two later. And then poor Europe, they got stuff like eight years later. <laughs> They're still waiting on N64 games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that just, I never understood that. And I remember that in the heyday of, especially like the Super Nintendo and Genesis era that, I'd look at, you know, Electronic Gaming Monthly or any other video game magazine I could get my hands on. I would say, oh, it's already out in Japan. Here's some photos of it. You can look forward to it in the U.S. Oh, that's right, Rampage. Uh, During Sewer Sewer Shark, you're an exterminator in the sewers. That's what you're doing. I I have to watch some (laughs) gameplay of this. This is going to be our next horrible game that we review but i think we're going to have a lot of fun doing it i think so too yeah it's interesting because mega man it seems like all the mega man games or most of them come out in december so it's almost like a tradition yeah it's a good good time for mega man games to come out you know right before christmas yeah and you notice you know longtime listeners that know we've been doing this for a long time it seems like the best games come out November and December, mm-hmm. and you and you get you know a few big ones during the summer. Yeah, but you can definitely tell that that holiday push for games. Oh yeah. But to close us out for this month in video game history, on December third of two thousand one, I can't believe this game is twenty years old. Acclaim releases Legends of Wrestling, and it was released for multiple platforms. Uh, I came out first on the PlayStation Two and then was released a year later for the GameCube and the Xbox. I never played this game, but I know it was very popular because of just its roster alone. Like, you look at the cover and you see Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, the Road Warriors, Jerry the King Lawler, Rob Van Dam, Terry Funk. Great, great lineup for a non-WWE wrestling game. Yeah, I remember um, playing this back then and uh it was really i thought it was fun just getting to play all those old wrestlers i mean even back then like 2001 a lot of these guys were already you know to the point of retiring or already had retired so you're talking about like jimmy superfly snooka and dudes like that you get to play in this game it was awesome i wish they would do something like this now you know, being able to play a wrestler from now all the way back to like the seventies, you know, that would be, if WWE would allow it, that would be the biggest wrestling game ever made. Yeah. I don't think they would, you know, there's so many like, yeah, uh, like that would just be a a nightmare uh, (laughs) to try and get all those likenesses and all that stuff. Yeah. Especially when you have somebody like, Hulk Hogan who owns their own rights. Yeah. 
and then you have and you know he's going to companies wanna, and everything. You know he's going to want to be want to be like right square in front of the cover, like he is on this one. <laughs> oh yeah, he's right dead I, center. I should I should play this game and maybe review it around WrestleMania time. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've never never played it. I heard about it a lot, but never played it. Yeah. But uh, that closes us out for this month in video game history. And uh, before we go into the review tonight, Derek has shout-outs. As always, we'd like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out the fact-checker to the fact-checker, Mr. Tyler Watson, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, Armez Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, the Emerald Coast fact-checker, Brandon Rutledge, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, Ron Johnson, Mixmaster, and Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get to vote on our monthly commentary track, which it looks like for this month, we'll be doing the iconic Christmas film, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I cannot wait for. I actually, I haven't watched it this year yet because i had a feeling it was gonna win the poll (laughs) so i'm saving it for that i I watched it a few weeks ago but i I mean i can watch that movie multiple times so yeah it's one of the most iconic christmas movies of all time so i can't wait to watch that but if you want to vote on our monthly commentary track polls or if you want to decide what we review every now and then we post a poll asking you the patreon subscribers what you would like us to review so if you want to be a part of that, just head on over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, send us your social media info, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey guys, we got to tell you about B-Rez Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. They can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like darker roasts like I do, then try the Critical Dark or Coup Slayer Mocha Roast, or the Gamers on the Edge Esports Roast. They even have holiday-inspired roasts like Fall Spice, Sweet Tooth, or the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> Can't decide what you want for those all-night gaming sessions? Then try one of their specialty sample packs. All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying all that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to brezcoffeecode.com and use our code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight, Derek is talking about... music i'm not gonna lie there have been multiple times where i've played this game and i've just left the main menu on because that song is so catchy it's so good <laughs> yeah i i love it i will get into the music here in a moment but this week i am reviewing mario kart double dash which is a racing game developed and published by nintendo for the gamecube and of course part of the mario kart series it was released in november of 2003 worldwide Uh, Japan got it slightly before the rest of the world. It was actually released November 17th in the United States. 
And Mario Kart was, it was up there on like everyone's favorite series of games because you think of multiplayer games, Mario Kart's got to be at or near the top. Yeah. You had, you had the success of Super Mario Kart, then Mario Kart 64. There was actually a game that preceded this for the Game Boy Advance called Mario Kart Super Circuit, which that's a very good game in its own right, too. But when I saw the preview and photos of Double Dash leading up to its release, I was kind of blown away by the effort that they went in to add new elements and almost give a complete refresh to the Mario Kart formula, which I didn't really feel like they had to that early in the franchise. Like if if they did this now, I would say, yeah, it's definitely overdue. But the fact that they, in a way, kind of gambled on a successful formula, but it works really well. And you think of the name Double Dash. Well, what does that mean? Each cart is driven by a team instead of a single driver. Hmm. So one character drives the cart, and then the other is on the back and they either throw the items over the cart or drop them behind you. Now that works great in multiplayer because you can do really, you know, like one, you know, like player one can be a team and player two is the other person on the team. So you could have player one drive and player two throw the items. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing is you can actually flip if you want. Like the, the characters will literally swap places mid race and then player two can drive and player one can throw the item. Hmm. So it makes for some really cool and unique teamwork. Yeah, that, this is one of the few Mario Kart games I never played, but it seems to me like uh, looking at some of the screenshots and stuff like the art style of this game is where what we, you know, you look at Mario Kart eight, like now, and you can tell, like, this is where that art style, like, landed. And this is what mm -hmm. they've stuck with. Because it, it still looks good. Yeah, the graphics still hold up for being a, a standard definition game. And yeah, you look at how the characters look now. A lot of that started with this game and other Mario games of that era. But the uh, there's so many cool things about this game that I don't entirely know where to start. So I'm just going to start naming them. I, I mentioned the, the teamwork with having, you know, a team of two on each card and you can mix players up, but there are specific teams. Like obviously Mario and Luigi being the Mario brothers are on a team. Mm -hmm. uh, Princess Peach and Daisy are on a team. Uh, Diddy and Donkey Kong. You have Bowser and Bowser Jr. There are two teams that you can unlock. Uh, at some points in the game, you have Toad and Toadette, and then you have King Boo from Luigi's Mansion and Petey Piranha from Mario Sunshine. The other cool thing that they've added are specialty items. Like you have your classics, like your Koopa Shell, your Banana Peel, but you get team-specific items. So say you're playing as Mario and Luigi, you can get their specialty item, which is a fireball. And you can throw, I think it's a row of three fireballs behind you. You also get, um, where are some other ones? I'm trying to remember. I think there's a list actually down here. Let's see. I'll look out uh... real quick. Da, da, da. Okay. So uh, with Yoshi and Birdo, which is another cool team, 
uh, you get you can throw their eggs. So mm-hmm. like if you throw like if you're playing as Yoshi, you throw a green egg, Birdo, pink mm-hmm. egg. Uh, they also act as kind of a homing target. Uh, with Baby Mario and Luigi, you get a chain chomp, That's which basically, cool. yeah. So basically, it just makes you speed up like crazy. The, the only problem is you can't really control it that well. So once you hit that button, it's pretty much in charge until it disappears. Yeah. With Koopa and Paratroopa, you get the the triple shells, so you can have them spin around you as a shield, mm-hmm. or you can throw, you know, one and save the other two for later. Or if you just want to throw all three at the same time, you can do that. Donkey and Diddy Kong have giant bananas. <laughs> yeah. The giant banana peel. <laughs> my, my personal favorite though, is from War- Wario and Waluigi. And that's the Babam. Yeah. It, it can really wreak havoc. <laughs> if you, if you know how to use it. If you use a mix of different teams, you can't have those specialty items. So if you're like Mario and Birdo, mm. then you don't get the fireballs or the egg. So you kind of have to strategize. Do you want to mix up for the sake of mixing up or do you want the cool items? I always yeah. take the cool items personally. But there's also some really great tracks that have been used in multiple Mario Kart games since then. My favorite is Baby Park, which highlights Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. It looks like an amusement park. Like, you know how every amusement park has their section where it caters to, like, the toddlers and, like, the small, small children. Yeah. That's what this environment looks like. And the track is really short. So you have, I think it's seven or eight laps as opposed to normal three. But it's so short and so compacted that if you use things like a Babam or Bowser's giant shell, <laughs> it gets crazy. <laughs> that sounds it's, fun. Oh, it, it's great. And you have other ones like Bowser's castle. Those are always fun. Yeah. You have the, you have the mushroom city where you can find several different like hidden routes that you can use as shortcuts. Um, there's so many great ones. There's of course, rainbow road, which is the, the thorn in everyone's side yeah you play mario kart i i always like rainbow road like it's difficult but it's like any other track once you master it yeah rainbow road is crazy in mario kart 8 yes especially when you get up to like the 150 cc class and everything like it just gets nuts i I call that track mario kart on acid yeah (laughs) but you know, outside of those things, it's really a typical Mario Kart type game. Like the formula is the same. You drive three laps around most courses. You have your mushroom, flower, star cup. Once you do those, you get the special cup to have the more difficult tracks that ends with Rainbow Road. But I think also the fact that you have the team aspect adds a whole new element of replayability and the fact that you have these special items that you can only use with certain characters it makes you want to go through one cup as say mario and luigi then the next one you want to try out maybe yoshi and birdo or donkey and diddy kong seems to me that 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 should be a game mode that they should bring back for you because you know they're going to make mario kart 9 why don't you make Mm -hmm. that a game mode where people can co-op on this you know playing on the same vehicle I'll be honest, I'm shocked that they haven't gone back to the double dash well. 
like this game is almost 20 years old. Yeah. But there hasn't been any other Mario Kart game like it. And that's why like it stands out as one of my personal favorites. You know, the original is up there due to the sentimental reasons. I like Mario Kart 8. Double Dash, I mentioned Super Circuit. Super Circuit's really fun. Uh, but Double Dash, it's also the one that I have kind of the most sentimental attachments to because I was a senior in high school when this game came out, and I spent a lot of weekends with a few friends of mine, and that's what we would do. We would just sit around and play video games. Mm-hmm. And this is a game that we would always go to because we'd have a group of six of us, and two of us would play as a team. Then on the next cup, we would kind of alternate. You know, it adds that whole new element of camaraderie. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I had, I played this game for a bit earlier today to kind of refresh my memory on it. And it just brought back those memories and it brought back, you know, so many fun times of just playing this game at different friends' houses and even playing it at my own and unlocking everything, trying out the different teams. And that that's part of the appeal of Mario Kart is that it's longevity and the fact that it keeps, you know, games keep coming out at a high level. Like, I haven't really played a Mario Kart game that's bad. There are some that I like more than others, but there's not one that I really dislike. Yeah, Mario Kart's always been one of those games that, like, there's not never really been a bad Mario Kart game. At least in my opinion. Yeah, they all have their own strengths and weaknesses, and you see that as the games progress and they bring back, you know, the older uh, courses, because I can't remember what they're called now, but they have a whole new division of cups Yeah, that, that include only retro carts or retro tracks what's crazy is on some of them you play the old super nintendo ones yeah and those bring back some great memories especially the music and all i mentioned this too you know the the music in all of these courses like the the uh dino dino jungle has that kind of donkey kong and dk mountain as well have the donkey kong country type of feel like you're almost back in those games yeah. So I, I think they just they do a great job of capturing the entire experience, not just with Mario Kart, but you know, each track is so well designed. Like there's not a, a course on this game that I hate driving. I Some this, that are more difficult, but I think this might be one of the games I need to pick up for the GameCube because uh we were talking in the D- Discord the other day about um I think it was Atlas uh, was saying that uh, he bought an N64 and uh, now's the time. If you're going to start collecting for that era, now's the time to do it because that stuff is getting expensive. And um, there's a lot of games for the GameCube that I still want to get that I want to get before, you know, they start going crazy. I mean, they're already starting to go crazy on the prices, but um, I don't, I don't know how much this one, I, I don't think this one would be, too expensive because you know these Mario Kart games are. Uh, and I don't mean anything bad by saying this, but these games are a dime a dozen, so I wouldn't expect to pay more than you know ten, twelve bucks for this for an original GameCube copy. 
Yeah, definitely get on the ball now if you want to start collecting GameCube stuff because we saw it with the other consoles. It's going to happen again with the GameCube. Yeah, it's coming. So if you're into those consoles, now's the time. Better do it before they hit. You know, they're already about $150 for a a complete N64. So they're getting up there. And if you're a collector of GameCube games, I would definitely add this to your collection because not only is it a fun game, but it's pretty important in the fact that it's the second best-selling Nintendo GameCube game that they published. Wow. Only, the only game that beat it was Super Smash Bros. Melee. Huh. Which makes sense because that's what people love about, what most people love about video games is the multiplayer aspect. And you you throw in you know, the iconic name of Mario Kart. Like we talk about sometimes the brand name is what sells because yeah. that name is associated with reliability with consistency and uh, we were complaining pretty hard about Nintendo earlier <laughs> in the show something that they don't miss on is Mario Kart yeah that game is so unbelievably good like i just i haven't played in a while but man for a while there i was playing a lot online and uh just playing against people around the world and there's just i've never had a bad time playing that game it's because it's a level playing field, whether you're, you've been playing it for years or if you're just starting. <laughs> you know, like, there's no level of skill that's going to get you in first place. It's just, it's a lot of luck and, you know, like, uh, getting lucky, you know? Yeah. Because you could be in first place the whole race and then somebody, you know, you get hit with that freaking shell, that damn, man. That like, blue shell. 10 feet from the finish line and next thing you know, you're in... 12th place and you're like what happened (laughs) that's happened to me before and i did not take it very well (laughs) it's rage inducing but it's a it's a good rage one it kind of stimulates like friendly competition like i was mentioned you know playing it with friends like that's what we would do during the week is we would kind of alternate between mario kart smash brothers and halo and all and in all three things would get like they were still on the friendly level, but still very competitive. But I, I was, I'll brag on myself for a bit. I was one of the better Mario Kart players hmm. out of our group. But man, there were times that I would be just dominating and I would get to that last turn and I'd see somebody through the blue shell and I'm like, oh no. And then I get hit <laughs> and then I get like sixth place. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's just such, I don't know, uh, Nintendo has a way of making these multiplayer kind of party games that just, they speak to something within your lizard brain or, you know, your soul or whatever. It's just they're, they they know what the secret sauce is for these games, whether it be Mario Kart or um, Smash Brothers or Mario Party. There's just, Nintendo has that magic, man, and... You know, I like I said, I I really wish that they would if they you know when they put out Mario Kart Nine, I would love to see them add this game mode back to it because I never got to play it. I skipped over this one. I never played this one. I played you know played super, the Super Nintendo uh, original Mario Kart, the Mario Mario Kart sixty four. I didn't play Mario Kart again until the Wii. 
Yeah, it's again, I don't understand why they don't go back to this type of gameplay because it was so unique and you can do so much more with it now. Yeah. That I think you would bring in your fans who maybe haven't played Mario Kart in a while. Yeah. If you that you maybe have fond memories of Double Dash like I do and they see, "Oh, this type of gameplay is back. I want to get that." Yeah, because you could uh, you know play online with a friend and coordinate. Like you could have whoever's in the back throw. You, know, you could be driving and whoever's behind you throwing the weapons. They could be looking back behind you and let you know what's coming, where to dodge, and you know what. Like it, there's so many different things you could do with this play mode. Like please, Nintendo, if you if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are. Please add this mode back in. I think it would be a blast. So kind of going back to the success of Double Dash, it sold more than 3.8 million copies in the U.S. and more than 802,000 in Japan. And it sold 7 million copies worldwide, which makes it the second best-selling GameCube game of all time, only behind Super Smash Bros. Melee. And as far as the reception of it, you know, it was met with generally positive reviews, and I don't see how it wouldn't be. And uh, Nintendo Power gave the game a perfect score and said the graphics were 3D perfection, and the controls and game mechanics rival those of any GameCube racing game. It also received a perfect score from GamePro, who commented that the gameplay remains fast and furious. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it 9.8, Game Informer 9.2, GameSpot 7.9. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> uh, Games Radar Plus, 4 out of 5 stars. Game Zone 9.7. IGN gave it a 7.9, which is crazy. There is one little drawback that I'll say before I give my, my number score for this game. Going back and playing it, and I completely forgot about this. There's one very annoying aspect. That is the voice acting. Mm. You know how like Mario will make his little sounds, Luigi makes his. They do them constantly. <laughs> and it gets annoying yeah. and old really fast. I'm sure. But if you can tolerate that, it's a great game. Great. <laughs> so I... I would give this, I, I like this game a lot. As I mentioned at the start of this review, it, it helped reinvent and add a new layer to a formula that I thought at the time didn't really need it. But the gamble paid off and it made probably my favorite Mario Kart game. Like Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8's really good. I really like the one for the Wii. But between the gameplay the specialty weapons, the great courses, and you know the great memories of playing with friends. I would give this, I would say, an eight and a half. It's not bad. So if you're a GameCube collector, you got to have it in your collection. Yeah, I think I might go uh, after Christmas next week and uh, go to the retro shop and see if I can pick up a copy. You'd love it. I think you would really like it. So I, I highly recommend it. Very, very good game. Awesome. Um, so that wraps up our, uh, review for this week and next week, of course, we're doing our best of, and I have to say, um, 
Derek and I were given some uh, codes a few weeks ago by one Mr. I Am The Rampage, who has joined us in the chat room tonight. Um, we have some Steam keys to give away um, of some Sonic games. We have three keys to give away Sonic Adventure DX, Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic Mania. So I think for the first giveaway, what we're going to do is uh, I want you guys out there listening to this episode. Me and Derek talked about this. We agreed this is a good thing to do. Um, take a screenshot or a shot of you actually listening to this episode, this very episode, episode 255, and uh, tweet the picture at NerdCaveRetro on Twitter, and we will pick a winner on next week's episode. So I think that's a good way to do it. And then next week's episode, since everybody's going to be on vacation next week, be here live and next week at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv slash jfunktastic, and we'll give away another code in the chat room live next week. But you got to be present to win it. So um, for the first one, just give us a picture of uh, you listening to the show. Tweet it at us, and we'll pick a winner from that, and then we'll do another one next week. I'll say this as a tease for next week. For those who will be tuning in live, brush up on your Sonic trivia. Yes. So uh, which one do we want to give away for the, uh, the, uh, the picture one? Um, let's do Sonic Adventure DX. Okay. That's so a good that, one. That'll be for the, the pictures that you send us. And uh, I think next week live, we should give away Sonic Mania. Agreed. Yeah, that sounds good. So thank yeah. you. Huge thank you to I Am The Rampage for giving us those codes to give away. And uh, so you can thank him over on, on the Twitter. Tweet at I Am The Rampage because he's awesome. And uh, he would really appreciate that. Also, I wanted to tell everybody, um, we have a permanent link in our Twitter, uh, top of our Twitter page in our profile there. It's a permanent link to our Discord page. We have a jump in Discord. We have a good time in there, everybody. It's a, it's a great community, very welcoming. There's no jerks. Um, and if you are a jerk, don't bother because you're going to get booted out if you come in being jerky. Uh, so if you want a good retro gaming community to join where everybody's friendly and we talk all the time, go uh, click that link at the very top of our Twitter bio, and uh, that'll take you to our Discord page. Yeah, I I couldn't have said it any better myself. It's a fun chat. You know, a lot of good people there. So come be a part of it. And uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of the show. So what's going on with uh, the feature Prez Pod? I know you've got like 90 interviews in the can for, for the first month or so. Well, the crazy thing is the premiere is already like only two weeks away. Oh. So, yeah, I'll be... Next week, I'll announce like the full rundown of what's going to be on the first episode. But I will say this earlier this week, I recorded a really fun segment with uh, Reagan Bell and Christian Jones from the Fantastic People podcast. We listed our top five most anticipated movies of 2022. Really fun discussion. I'm probably going to put it on Patreon early for those who are subscribed to it. But it's going to be part of the first episode, and it was one of the most fun discussions that I've had on any podcast in a while. So, yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's I'll warn everybody: the first show is probably going to be long. They all won't be that way, but the first the first couple will 
probably be around like the 90 minute to possibly the two hour mark. That's not bad. There'll be a lot of content. I need a lot of podcasts to listen to because that's all I do all day is listen to podcasts. Well, I don't know if you want to hear me talk for two hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can barely tolerate one. <laughs> no, I'll listen to you all day. You're too kind. But yeah, that'll be <laughs> the premiere is uh, January 5th. Uh, the episode will be available on all podcasts and platforms as well as YouTube. And if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Feature Prez Pod. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, the followers on Instagram. So I've been doing this little Christmas movie tournament and we're in the quarterfinals now. And uh, as we're recording this, the poll has about seven hours left until the final votes are tallied. So listen to these matchups. The Muppet Christmas Carol versus Home Alone. <laughs> Christmas Vacation versus Elf. Ooh. The Grinch versus Batman Returns. The Grinch being the Jim Carrey version. Uh, I'm going to have to go Batman Returns on that one. <laughs> and your favorite, Gremlins mm. versus Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Not that. even a question. I... If it gets to be Die Hard versus Christmas Vacation, that's going to be a hell of a final. Yeah, I think so, that's what it's going to boil down to because those are the two best movies on that list. Yeah, I'd say so too. Though I think Batman Returns might be a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that movie a lot. But it's a very divisive movie though. True. It, you either, it is a little too Tim Burton-y for some. You either love it or you hate it. I've never met anyone that's kind of like, eh, I, I, it's okay. People either love that movie or hate it. There's no in-between. Yeah. I I'm personally fan, love that movie. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I find myself enjoying it more the more times I watch it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking of uh, the last couple of days, I was like, I want to stream some some games over my vacation, and I think one of my streams is going to be Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. I'd love to stream that game. So I think I'm going to do that sometime next week. If only you could play as Max Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really wish that, that would have won... Um, the poll too because i really wanted to see batman straight up murder like <laughs> seven people in that movie <laughs> just attaches the dynamite to that one dude and throws yeah. him off throws him in this little like <laughs> cellar area just he uses the 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 batmobile afterburner to just straight up just like yeah. burn a dude alive yeah so yeah, if you like he, murder, he broke his one rule. If you like murder Batman, you're gonna love Batman Returns. Uh, he didn't have time for that ethics, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that's gonna close us out for this Christmas episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. Thank you everybody for for being listeners. You know, over the past few years, especially this year. I know this year's been past two years. Really, has been really hard on everybody, and uh, we thank you all for for being here being here and hanging out with us and talking to us on the Discord. All you Discord people uh, that, that are hanging out with us, thank you so much. All you patrons that support the show, thank you so much. And if you would, please help spread the word about the show. I love watching the show grow, and I love looking at the statistics on uh, Anchor.fm and seeing all the new listeners and where they're from. And we got a lot of listeners in India, so... All you Indian listeners, thank you. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us here. 
at Nerd Cave Retro. So uh, anything you want to say to them, Derek, before we go? Yeah, just echo those same sentiments and hope everyone has a, a great Christmas. I know we're only a few days away from that. So enjoy the, the time with friends and family. And we'll see everyone next week. All right. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro, Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. Go buy some merch. We've sold a lot of stuff for Christmas, and uh, they're always having sales over there at our ncrmerch.com shop. So if you want to get a t-shirt, mug, uh whatever whatever you need just head over there face masks they got it all of it over there at ncrmerch.com also patreon patreon.com slash retro where you can help us keep the lights on um and help us keep doing those commentary tracks every single month if you can't do that please leave us a review especially on spotify you can leave uh reviews and thumbs up i think on spotify now so Derek, please tell them what it's all about May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.